forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a Scary Stories podcast hosted by two freaking jokers who (laughs) like to be scared. And we've been friends for a while, and it's a very chatty podcast. And, and, uh, you know, I went to the mall today in the first time in a long time, so I'm feeling pretty good. You are riding high. I'm riding high on Old Navy. Um... I, my my New Year's resolution was more fast fashion um, yes. to stop investing in pieces that will last. Exactly. To start getting shirts made out of um, pantyhose. I want an 80 foot uh, piece of string wrapped around the central part of my washing machine. <laughs> and all that remains is a collar. <laughs> I want a neon coral, like stretchy cotton string dragging behind me at all times. And I don't know what part of it it's coming from. <laughs> And that's what I did. <laughs> and hey, you know what? Fast fashion, um, much like scary stories, um, is enjoyable on multiple levels and also the bane of human existence. Yes. Um, Andrew, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Oh, boy. Anna, so here's the deal. Okay. Uh, husband of the pod, uh, Chris, is away. Mm-hmm. I am in our new apartment alone. Yes, you are. Um, which is fine. But this is the first time I've been alone in a year and six, like seven months. Oh my god! Um, truly, have spent every waking hour with my spouse, and so um, it's nice having some like quiet time around the apartment. But at the same time, every time I come home, um, I do have to walk through um, with a knife, just checking all the available closets, just poking, just seeing just who poke. needs to get stabbed. Right. Um, it's not a. It's not a. I'm, it's not a carving knife. It's just a steak knife. Um, yeah. Really, just there for effect. Sure. It's for you, really. Yeah, and I kind of feel like I. Mostly, it's that if I'm killed by a supernatural being, I want people to know that at least, like, I had a. I was like thinking about self protection, even if I wasn't able to do it myself. You know. Yes. No, that makes sense. You want. You want. I mean. That's a thing on uh, like Law and Order where the um, medical examiner says, "Wow, she really put up a fight." Like, <laughs> I don't want them to be like, "Wow, she just gave up, huh?" <laughs> she seemed yeah, to he, want to be murdered. He um he put the noose on himself, and the man just tightened it. And you could tell that the whole time he was like, "Sorry, it's taking so long. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so hard to kill." <laughs> Yeah, um, my my death grimace is just a pain smile, like I'm listening to an uninteresting story. At a party. <laughs> oh my god, I've seen that smile. <laughs> um, Andrew, didn't you have some ghostly thing occur, or do you want to save that for something? A ghostly thing did happen the morning Chris left. Okay. Um, so shortly before he left, he came in and said, "Did you use the toaster?" And I said, "No, I don't think I've ever used the toaster." And he said, "Well, I didn't use the toaster." And it's currently plugged in and on. Nope. Gentle listener, uh, Chris is the son of a New York City fireman. Um, He never leaves appliances plugged in. Uh, He's a very responsible person. 
Um, and then like about an hour and a half later, he was like, okay, gotta go. And I was like, well, cool. So the <laughs> options are ghost in the apartment. I'm being frogged. That's a potential. Oh no. Frogging is though. We Fro- can't have it be frogging. I know it, I'm, I'm choosing. I, I could choose violence. I'm choosing not frogging. I do feel head. like you're, well, let's game it out. So frogging is yeah. when someone's living in your apartment, like in the walls, basically. Correct. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's a choice. It's not my yep. choice. It's other people's choice. People do it. Um, I, I don't know if your apartment would be good for frogging in because it's so echoey. It would be bad. My one thought, Anna, and this is where I'm like, did I have a prophetic dream? My one thought is there is a panel that goes up to um, like an air vent in the podcast closet. Oh. And the panel does come off. <sighs> And it's carpeting below the panel, so I feel like if someone had to drop down, I would not hear them. Oh, and no. And you remember the podcast closet dream where I thought there was a little man in there. Greb. <laughs> That's yeah. Greb. That's Greb. So we're going to see. I think everything is fine. I'm saying this. I'm recording currently with my back to the podcast closet. Good. So, That's good you know. for health. So this would be a great last episode if this was the episode I got murdered by a little man from my podcast closet. Andrew, I'm not saying I've had a harder year than anyone else. I'm just saying I would not be able to handle it if I heard you die while recording a podcast with you. Oh, my God. And and because of that, Anna, I will not die today. Thank you for people-pleasing reasons. That's good. Oh, my God. Andrew, that's terrifying. Spooky, right? Wait, I need to know more about this. And this will be our story for today. Um, The do you what could tell me talk to me about the toaster is it a knob that has to turn this is a this is what is troubling about this the toaster is a highfalutin space age toaster not even highfalutin highfalutin no, highfalutin <laughs> um <laughs> i don't it have falutes. time it falutes on high <laughs> so so you've got to turn a bunch of dials. That's why I don't use it is that I'm like, this is space aliens to me. Is um, it is it gross to say the name, the model of it? Anna, I'm so gay that I couldn't tell you okay. a single appliance name. And it's downstairs, so it's too far. We can't do it. Yeah, I can tell you it's silver. It's kind of a chrome look. Okay. So, oh, is it a Breville? It might be a Breville. I'll, a I'll, Breville's I'll nice. Update you. It is a very nice toaster. It was the one where like we went to like lists online to be like, what's the toaster with the most reviews that has the highest percentage rating? You know what I mean? Oh wow! And there's like an LCD screen on it, or no? Um, no. I think we. I think we. There was an option for one like that, and I think we went with one that looked a little more simple. Okay. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll well, let everybody then, know. Brother, it's not a Breville. Oh, wait, no. There's a compact toaster oven. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Oh, no, that's got an LCD on it, too. It okay. very well might not be. We'll a figure Breville. it out. I, it's um, fine. I just I need it for it to be a Breville. They're not a sponsor. It's just one time they sent a um, a pizza chef to where I work with a oh. Breville pizza, like countertop pizza oven to make wow. pizzas for us for free. And I was like, this is amazing. And they were like, yeah. And the great thing about this pizza oven is you can just plug it in. You don't have to have it installed. And I was like, what kind of life do you think I'm living? <laughs> like that I'm. To have I'm, a pizza oven installed? Installed. Ma'am, you think I'm hiring a bricklayer to come? I don't vacuum ever. I, the, oh, I'm not there yet. I can't be. You picked the wrong girl. 
That's like saying, well, the good thing about this shampoo is that you don't have to have an on-hand attendant to make sure that you don't burn your burn alive. Like, I, I, that's like, I didn't even know that was an option. When I eat pizza, it's that it is somewhere and I immediately divert my path towards it at great speed yeah. and grab it. I don't plan, I don't make a pizza anyway. I can't make a yeah. pizza. This is this is a turn that I feel like like I feel like kind of in my in my early teens I was this way and I'm back to being this way now where I used to be very conscientious about how I ate pizza in front of others I've given that up baby no that's what your 30s have to be um, you're giving away your you your 20s youth yeah but you're receiving no pizza shame yeah I yeah I eat pizza like I'm in a contest you know what I mean. <laughs> Like someone's going to take it out of my mouth like I'm a dog. <laughs> like I'm a dog who found a chicken bone on the sidewalk is the way that I eat pizza. <laughs> like, I don't want you to see me doing this, but I need for it to be as short as possible. Even if shortening it will make it worse to look at. Somehow coughing while eating. It's very, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um, wait. So, OK. So Chris turned it off before he left. So he turned it off before he left, and then his parting, like his kind of parting thing, you know, was like, well, maybe, he said, it could have been that I was on autopilot this morning, and I turned it on without thinking. That's scarier, Andrew. Which that was, I was like, you know, I don't know which of these frightening <laughs> options to pick. Then he's doing sort of a visit thing. We just, <laughs> as friends, oh, watched The Visit recently. I had seen it in theaters and just, I screamed so hard in the theaters, and then last night... Yeah. I walked in the middle of you guys watching it and immediately screamed so hard I pulled both sides of my neck. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm soft. Uh, it's a scary wow. movie. Yeah. Oh, Anna, I have also pulled my neck while screaming at a movie before. I, this is why we work. This is know? why we work. If you've ever injured and if you've ever received an old person injury from screaming when yes. everyone else in the room simply goes, eh. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. If you've ever <laughs> if, if you've ever choked on gum because you gasped so hard oh more than God. once in a calendar month. If you forced an EMT to identify themselves in public because you gasped on gum. <laughs> you got it out, but they were ready to go to work. Ready to go. Um, Anna, this summer we're reading listener submitted campfire tales. We and are it's been a real trip. A such trip. And even like a little that was just a little that was a little morsel of s'mores from the counselors. That was a I scary guess. story from us to you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. You're learning about us. We're cooler. We wear sunglasses on our heads. We never put them on our eyes, you know. Never on the eyes. Always on the head. <laughs> um, but let's get to the camper material itself. Yes. Um, Anna, I'm really delighted today because this story comes from an old podcast favorite. <gasps> We have our, been blessed. Our, our dear friend of the pod, Ayan. Yes. Perfect. Um, and just straight, simple, to the point, the subject line is camp ghost story. Perfect. Every Hail. camp. Oh, sorry. Every oh, camp no, got a ghost story. Every camp got a ghost story. And as we as we recall, Ayan, in addition to being an excellent uh, gin aficionado, has also provided us with camp-specific ghost stories in the past. And heaven. we got another one. Today. Heaven. Here we go. Hey all, I love this yearly tradition of campfire stories, and I of course have another spooky encounter to share. Also, I've been leaning into the witchiness of life, and I'm pretty good at tarot now. So, <gasps> let me know if you both still want a reading. Yes. Yeah, that is. Should we do an episode where Ayanna yes. does a tarot reading for us? Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> as a refresher, I worked at a summer camp as an adult, <laughs> in quotations, for about five years. It was an old camp that predates its current owners by about 20 years. Mm. It used to be an all-boys camp, maybe Christian and very rustic. <laughs> Every camp is a little bit Christian. I just Somebody tweeted about how they dropped their kid off at camp and picked them up and then found out that they um, were saying grace before meals, which is extremely common. Yeah, it's it, it, camps by and large have a shocking amount of like hymnal books around. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Surprising. They really only had one building with electricity and plumbing, not mm-hmm. because it predates those comforts, but because the 70s had wild priorities when it came to children. <laughs> so the story is that it's mostly funded and supported by alumni. So they have this big wild party at the beginning of the season to fundraise and thank them, I guess. And it's unclear the specifics, but apparently one little boy either fell into or snuck down to the basement and Mm. fell down the stairs. Because of the raucous party, no one heard his cries for help. (gasps) He died. Ah. His parents didn't report it. And eventually the camp closed. Oh, God. Mike, this is Jason. This is is Friday the 13th without the sex. Wow. And... (laughs) That's good. That's perfect camp vibes. Yeah, that's an eight-minute movie. <laughs> um, so, a former maintenance worker said he had heard about the story about the boy's death when he'd been hired and dismissed it. He used to live on site, and one winter evening, the police showed up at his door. They said they received a call that hung up suddenly, so they were investigating. Since this dude was the only one there that weekend, he tried to tell the cops that no one was there to make the call. Oh, <gasps> No, this is your toaster. This is toaster. They were not dissuaded and they investigated. I mean, that makes sense to me because imagine if you received an emergency call and then another person was like, no, there's no one else here. You know, everyone always thinks that the maintenance guy is the one doing killings at camps, but it's not. He's the one who knows about the ghosts. He doesn't make them. That's true. I will say, though. Oh. Years after I graduated from my high school, one of the janitors killed another janitor. <gasps> no. Uh, at school. That's before break, school began. That's breaking janitor code. It is. Wait, and at the, school? At school. Before school started. Oh. And it, it's awful. It was so awful. And the, the, the janitor who was killed was the nicest guy no. in the world. Do you know yeah. what it was about? Or I don't really know what it was about. Wow. It, it's all kind of mysterious. I think I I think there was some, I mean, this sounds like the most general thing in the world, but I feel like there was maybe something up with the other janitor. Um, sure. Uh, yeah. But that I, was, this... it, it, it wasn't like they were having an argument, I don't think. So, Andrew, find out what toaster it is and also why the man killed the other man. <laughs> And we'll get back to you guys. It's yeah, it's awful. Anyway, um, okay, back to a yawn story. Um, they were not dissuaded, and they investigated. It led them to this payphone in the basement of the building the kid had reportedly died no, in. Oh, they didn't payphone find in any a basement. That is also distressing. Yee. They didn't find anyone in distress and left, but returned one more time after another call was made. <gasps> He said all this pretty flippantly, so I don't know if I believed him when I heard it, but amazing visuals, icy Canadian winters, and dimly lit basements. <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward to when I worked there, this building had collapsed and already been rebuilt. My group would do attendance on the front steps of this building, and I thought I saw this camper who, upon roll call, wasn't there. He was an angsty preteen, so when I saw him walking towards us, I noted how sad he was in his approach. I made a mental note to ask if he was all right, but while I was looking right at him, he disappeared. No. 
like poof. No. I just assumed he had like ducked into a building or something. So I made the report that this camper must have disappeared from leaving the parking lot to heading to me at this building, which was a straight shot with nothing no. visually blocking the path. It turned out the camper actually wasn't there that day at all. I was in new drop stress mode, so I completely dismissed this as my own incompetence and not spooky things going on. Two years later, I was living on site in a different part of camp, hanging out with much younger coworkers. We were chatting by a campfire, but I had to go pee. I left the circle of light to head towards the bathrooms and went through a wooded path. As I made my way to the well-lit building, I had to walk through this path of darkness since I was the oldest person on site by a wide margin. I tried to hide my fear and didn't ask anyone to walk with me. As I exited the overhang, I walked past this young, slight brunette boy on my way to the toilets. No. His face was pointing down, and I got this vibe that he really didn't want me to notice him. We had some kids on site then, so I had assumed it was a camper out wandering. Kids often freeze in the middle of breaking a rule in hopes that you won't notice them. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, so when I passed him, I did a 360 to see who it was. And in time, it took me to notice him in my periphery and decided to turn around. And by the, oh, sorry. And in the time it took me to notice him in my periphery and decide to turn around, he had vanished. No. I was so startled that I called out to my coworkers and asked if they were <sighs> trying to spook me. They denied it. And obviously, it wouldn't have been my coworkers as this was so obviously a kid. I didn't think much of it until later that summer. Another counselor I worked with said that when her dad was dropping her off for the summer, they both saw a kid that fit that description running around where that collapsed building would have been. No. They both noticed him because it was too early for campers to be around. And when they slowed their car down to call out to him, he vanished. No. A lot. <laughs> a lost little boy has got to be the saddest ghost to be haunting a summer camp. That's what I He's always say. That is, I mean, put it on a pillow. Also, a mopey camper always just, that's, you're automatically a ghost. When you're an unhappy camper. Huge bummer, yeah. You're a ghost. Yeah, also, if you're a boy, if you're, a, like, wearing shorts makes you more likely to be a ghost, I think. That's constitutionally accurate. Yeah. I, it started, I mean, I, now that I'm saying it, I don't know that's true. I'm, there's a very particular type of shorts I'm thinking of. I know like what you're I'm, talking about. Yeah. In the past, boys wore shorts um, well into their wedding day. <laughs> well. <laughs> the, the, the girl would have the veil lifted off her head by her father and the, the groom would have pants sewed onto his shorts <laughs> by his mother. Anna, this is very, like, living in Florida, there was a point, I think past 14, where, like, Everyone I knew, all every like guy I knew stopped wearing shorts and it was oh. all pants. And I was like, this sucks. Masculinity is a prison. Also, like, I think part of it was about hiding whether or not you had leg hair. Like, if you didn't have leg hair, people were embarrassed. And if you did have leg hair, people wow, were embarrassed. Wow, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. It's freaky either way. It is. Bodies changing. Um, okay, sorry, sorry. Okay. So these are all stories I heard in different years in my time at camp, and only now do they connect in some kind of cohesive arc, maybe. A generic brunette boy who vanishes when you try to call out to him is a lot like dating Canadian dudes, uh, but that's a story for a different time. Keep going! A anytime, Ayan. Uh, thanks for reading, pals, and I'm really enjoying Stephen's summer summer. Oh my <laughs> you god, are the good. best. You're a spooky friend, Ayan. 
Ayan. Wow. This is a really good one. I love a ghost story that is cumulative, you know? Yes. Like um, multiple people seeing a ghost is uh, exponentially scarier than just one person. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly it. Um, and and like putting pieces together later in life to realize that something was spooky. I love that. Oh, my God. Especially like, oh, and dying. Well, well let's do our traditional what's scary about the story. I Like dying and no one can hear you and there's a party going on. I can't think of a worse, a worse death. Oh, my God. Like you're dying and people are having fun somewhere. Yes. Oh, eternal FOMO. Eternal FOMO. That's purgatory is being at a party and no one can hear you. I also get a sense that if you're the type of kid to sneak into a basement, you're an indoor kid. And yes. so being an indoor kid um, who is forever stuck in an outdoor camp. Andrew, I'm going to cry because I just realized like I was a camp counselor, as were you. And I was a, a camp counselor to sleepaway camp. And like yeah. the big thing was little kids wanted to or when kids were homesick, they would be desperate to call home. Oh, I'm scared now. And like you had to try your best to be like to encourage them because usually there was like a critical mass point where they would get one friend and everything would be fine. Oh, and like oh, he's trying to sneak to call his parents. He's trying to sneak to call his parents, but also his parents are nine one (laughs) one. Yes, Uh, sneaking like using a payphone at camp to call nine one one is like big mopey camper move. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to start a commotion. You're uh, you're overreacting, but also like any anyone involved will now be alarmed in a way that the camp will have to be on your side. Yeah, that's well. What's so funny? I was just reading this article about um, the the camps that did manage to open this summer are facing this thing where some camps advertise that they will send parents like a picture of their kid every day doing a thing. Uh-huh. And there are parents who are really taking that too far where it's like they want a picture like every hour of their kid. Oh, God. And like based on how the kid looks in the picture, they'll be like they'll see a bug bite and be like, um, shouldn't they be in the infirmary? That bug bite looks like get infected. Like it just that would be my nightmare as a counselor. No, this is why I, I truly like it's nice to feel old sometimes, but like I can't picture kids going to summer camp now that smartphones are such a right necessity and like that they're all so connected to each other and to their parents all the time because like not having I mean there was always like a contraband phone floating around but like to not have that connection to the outside world is so important and like I just remember that as a camper and then as a counselor like the there was a lot imploring parents to not contact their kid too much And there were guidelines about, like, what you should and shouldn't put in letters from home. Like, you shouldn't talk about, like, block parties and things that they're missing out on that they wish they could see. But, like, keep it generally light. Um, And, like, I just can't imagine the idea of, like, sending a picture home. But I will say that, like, as a dog owner, I want pictures of my same dog all the time. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But kids are different than dogs, you know? Name one, name one, name one how. I think, well, I just mean that I think I understand wanting a picture of your dog more because your dog can't tell you about what happened when you came, when you come home. That's true. You know what I mean? Like your dog can be like, she ate all the graham crackers and then she pooped in your bathroom. She taught me how to be a bitch to you. I hate you. (laughs) You Stupid bitch. 
<laughs> Sorry for swearing. If there's children, we I think we haven't sworn yet, and now and now here we are. We've sworn. It's okay. I mean, listen, this is a. I would say this is a TV fourteen podcast. It is. We're allowed. This is yeah. NYPD Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Current reference. You're welcome. Oh my god. The other thing that's scary about this to me is. Um, you don't often find a walking ghost like this. That's true. Like I, I pictured that this story about a boy who died alone at a party at camp would be sort of standing mournfully staring Mm -hmm. has all the makings of a staring ghost. And yes, he's noodling around doing his thing. It's ice can see so clearly. And maybe it is the camp counselor, the type of kid who just wants to be invisible, you know, like but but also but except for very particular moments where they want all attention on them you know yeah also kids aren't big starers they definitely especially at this age of boy i feel like they avert eyes yeah it's really scary that he's still acting like a little boy it's very very sad yeah ghosts stuck in that time that's really really hard although i guess like maybe being a ghost when you're like 22 and not quite hireable that would be hard (laughs) You have a lot of taste, but not a lot of skill. That's yeah. hard. <laughs> Ira Glass wrote that great article about 22-year-old sure did. Um, oh, my God. I always forget <laughs> who it was that said that. That's good. I do appreciate that. Article. I do, too. Um, Ayan, thank you so much for sending in yet another winner. A real humdinger. A real humdinger. Ayan is, is the, um, like... Mark McGuire slash Sammy Sosa of batting average when it comes to ghost stories submitted. I truly, when I'm listening to Ayan tell a story, I feel like I'm a camper just sitting and listening to my favorite counselor tell me. A I story. mean, here's here's a positive curse of the podcast is that I I think almost every guest that we've had on, if they don't already have a podcast, we've gotten multiple messages that. People like, I want this person to have their own podcast. They'd be yes, so great. They really um, should. Alex Song, Mara Wilson, Ayan, every time we get a story from Ayan, or when Ayan was a guest last year. Yes. Um, yeah. So Ayan, also, if you, we throw our full support behind you if ever you want to do your own uh, Campfire Ghost Story podcast. Make it the hell happen. Make it the hell happen. Um, Anna, I think it is time for our favorite segment. Scary, scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could, could happen. happen. Do you want to go first or second, Andrew? I'm going to go first, if that's okay. Great. You are all out of light bulbs, which okay. is endlessly frustrating to you because for whatever reason, you're just annoyed to buy light bulbs. Um, and you go to a next door neighbor's who you don't socialize with very often. He's kind of an older guy, always strange sounds coming from his apartment. And you say, hey, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. Could I borrow a light bulb? And he says, yes, I've been working on this one. And you're like, okay, I'm going to overlook that. And uh, you take the light bulb. looks pretty normal. You, um, you twist it in. And all of a sudden, you illuminate. <gasps> that could happen. Andrew, that could happen. Thank you. I I feel it could. It's another switcheroo one, (laughs) which we're really good at. We are. Okay. Okay, here it comes. It's another terrible night with mother. (laughs) 
She's sitting in that rocking chair, raging and ranting, throwing and biting and spitting. She won't accept her soup. She won't accept her story. She will not take her bath. She's got her hands and legs on both sides of the bath like a dog. She's fighting the bath. And you finally... She falls asleep in that chair in the middle of a curse word. And you think, yes, finally. And you get up from the couch and you put on your disco dress and you tiptoe to the door and you go to the disco. And it's a swirling, happening, fun time. Everyone's there. Bob, Rob, Christine, Chris, you're all doing it. You're all moving and grooving. You're all doing, you're disco dancing. (laughs) And then you ride the nine train home. (laughs) And you slip your key in the door. And you realize that the... Um, the door's unlocked. And then you look in the peephole and you see Mother's eye staring at you. And as the door pushes open, you hear, You've been a bad girl. That That could could happen. happen. Anna, two thoughts. One, this was like a spooky version of Night Mother, which I really appreciated. Oh, okay, good. And also, if you and I ever start a creepy children's clothing line, we're going to call it Mother's Eye. Mother's Eye. It gonna, takes a mother's eye. It does. It's just only green. It's only deep. There's something deep wrong green. with Mother's Eye. Yeah, Hunter Green. She calls it all the colors of the rainbow, but it's all green. Like, oh no. <laughs> Who's going to tell her? Um, Anna, this was such a pleasure. The best. Um, you know what's crazy? This is our two-year anniversary. We've been doing oh! this podcast for two years. You're right. Isn't that nuts? Andrew, that's right. The, 20, the 28th? 29th? 22nd? I guess, it, I guess it's the 28th, which is when this will be released. Oh. So happy two years, everybody. Happy two years, everybody. Everybody two years. Everybody. Thumbs up for rock and roll. I I mean, (laughs) do you know that video? Oh, my God. That's right. Everybody. I know you can believe in yourself. Oh, my God. I know you can believe in yourself. Two years, Andrew. Um, and that feels like a right that feels like a right vibe for um this this two years. Definitely. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We've we've so loved um getting to know our our gentle listeners. Yes. And um and we hope that you are continuing to enjoy us and learning new things about each other. Yes, I hope I hope it's good. I hope thank you for listening. Um um and Andrew, um it's been so fun. And you know what, everybody, um, you can, you can, if you want to celebrate our two-year anniversary, you can tell one trusted friend who you think would like this podcast about it. Yes. And you can tell one not trusted enemy 
yes. to stay away from this podcast. Don't you dare review this podcast, you'll say to your enemy. Andrew and I have not been very clear about this, but we want it to be known. We don't want anyone outside the circle of trust listening to this podcast. <laughs> Do not listen to this podcast if you are a backstabber. <laughs> If y'all are fake, don't listen to the podcast. No I'm fakes. Saying it. No plastics. <laughs> no, no fakes. Yes, fems. No freaks. <laughs> only, only normals and good. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everybody logs off our podcast. Yeah, I assume you have to log into a podcast. I don't li- um, know how phones work, but. <laughs> Each podcast episode is an app. <laughs> As I understand. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Andrew, um, you're But kidding. Anna, a pleasure as always. We've recorded this podcast from two continents. We have. Multiple cities. We've been through injuries together, mostly mine. Soup Although, injuries. No, you've, well, you've had some injuries. I had a finger injury that almost oh. laid me the hell out. <laughs> That's right. A very famous finger injury that really... We spent a whole month trying to guess the origins of it. We so did. We, and I only type with my two index fingers, so that's 50% of my income gone. Anna, another, this is another thing I'm learning that, again, after, after approaching two decades of friendship, um, <laughs> I'm learning that you also only type with two index fingers, which I do as well. And oh, my every God. Time I feel like I am a trained emu this- who has been taught to write. <laughs> I'm a chicken who can do tic-tac-toe. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, that, honestly, that is what I provide to a writer's room, really. is like, huh, oh, unexpected. Oh, I don't mind it. I don't know if I need it. Um, Andrew, what a pleasure. Thanks for all the work you do. Andrew does a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, despite oh also working full-time. But listen, it is it is the greatest pleasure of of um, my creative life because it's an opportunity for uh, me and one of my dearest friends to be able to talk about spooky stuff. Oh, um, the dream! And, and thank you to to our significant others. Yes, uh, our Jason, dog, boyfriend of the pod, Chris, husband of the pod, Ladybird, Ladybird of the pod, <laughs> um, all the good Little folks, dog. Forever Dog, and yes. uh, the producers Anna R and Tracy and. Uh, yeah, everyone's all great. The, we all love y'all. All the freaking dudes. All the freaking dudes. And so you, something you can do that's important. Get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.